Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number three of the program here on Thursday. And I just just was pushing out the second hour and the first hour of the podcast. So uh, we're all caught up there. If you if you like to listen a little bit behind, do you do that? I do that when I'm watching stuff on TV. I um, I always start things late so that uh, I DVR the things that I like and I start it late so that I can skip ahead if I need to. And, of course, I don't ever want you to skip any of our great advertisers, right? I don't ever want you to miss out on all of our great clients that we work with, the people who help support this station, the people who are great members of our community. But, you know, that's if you if that's how you want to listen, that's what the podcast is. It is commercial free. Uh, there are a few that, that are in there now and then that are part of the streaming platform, part of the uh, the podcasting platform, but, you know. We, we try to give you the experience, however it is that you want to consume it. Uh, but speaking of advertisers, speaking of all of our great folks that we work with here, they're the ones that make things happen, like the WBSM app, like being able to do contest giveaways. And I am going to have a bunch of concert tickets to give away in the coming weeks for some of the shows that are coming up this summer. And uh, I'm looking forward to being able to get back into the groove of giving things away. We, we fell out of it a little bit, but I, I like being able to have something to reward you with for listening to the program. Even those of you who call up and yell at me, even those who call up and disagree with me, I still want you to be able to win too. Uh, so stay tuned because we will have more announcements about that as we are going forward. Speaking of announcements, I discussed this morning or earlier already uh, the lineup that we have coming up of guests tomorrow. We are going to have the uh, director of New Bedford's Office of Housing and Community Development, Josh Amaral. He's going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour right start of the show. We are going to go deep into the city's comprehensive housing plan and answer any questions that you have about that. So be ready to, to, take, to, to call in if you have any questions. Um, we will also have, uh, of course, in the 10, 10 o'clock hour, about 1030, City Council President Linda Morad will join us. And the, we will have uh, Councilor at Large Shane Burgo with her as well. So, of course, the housing plan will be a topic of discussion amongst other things. And then, as mentioned, 
She will join us next Thursday in the 10 o'clock hour. Council President Moore will be here in the 10 o'clock hour to discuss, uh, to take your phone calls and discuss whatever issues you want to call in and ask her about. So you asked for it. We asked her if she'd be willing to do it. She told us that she would. She just had to clear time on the schedule. She uh, reached out to me this morning and gave me some available times and dates, and I took the first one available so that we could uh, make it happen for all of you. So hopefully you will all call in with your questions next Thursday morning when we have the council president here taking your phone calls. And uh, we can also talk a little bit more tomorrow, too, about the discussion that had we had Tuesday night uh, with the Committee on Appointments and Briefings about the media coverage in the area. But I think you're seeing... You know, kind of, if you look at it with a critical eye, you're seeing little bits and pieces of where things have changed. So, for example, I mentioned that last night I was at the Freetown Lakeville candidate forum. And I went there without the intention of writing a story. I was there solely to observe and to discuss. As I mentioned at the, st- at the start of the show, I have been talking about Kayla Churchill's candidacy for school committee, and I wanted to hear her plan. She said she would, you know, talk about what her campaign plat- platform was at the at the candidates forum. So I was there to hear it, and maybe, you know, maybe there were some things in it that I would think were great ideas. Maybe there were some things in it that I didn't agree with, but I wanted to hear it because of how important this discussion is right now. Obviously, we had a school shooting earlier this week, a tragedy uh, in Nashville, and so we want to put all ideas on the table. Now, some of the ideas are good. Some of the ideas are are not good. But it's still worth conversing about and discussing these ideas. And I wanted to hear what her platform was, but she didn't go to the meeting. And uh, after she told people that she would be there, and that's where she would answer those questions. And so I, I actually sent her campaign page a message um, toward the end of the event because, you know, I I thought there might be a chance she's running late, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe maybe having trouble getting a babysitter, all these different kind of things that might make somebody not be on time. Um, but it started at 7. When we got into the 8 o'clock hour, I sent her a message asking her, uh, you know, where uh, – I'm sorry, asking her if she wanted to comment on why she was not present at the meeting. She saw the message and has not replied. So I I asked her for a reason, for a – you know, statement on that, she chose not to reply. So I don't know what the reason is why she missed it. Um, all that I know about her campaign are things that she has posted on her campaign page that aren't a platform, but just sharing other stories and, and ideas and, and, and also what other people have been saying about her in Facebook groups. There's been a lot of folks, and I shouldn't say a lot, there's been a few folks who have come forward and, and, and talked about her but we haven't heard from her herself. So I don't know what her platform is. And I know that, you know, the, the, the pro Kayla Churchill people think that I'm picking on her and that I am, you know, trying to keep her from getting elected or anything like that. I, I, I would never tell you who to vote for. And I jokingly say I'll tell you who not to vote for, but I would never tell you who not to vote for either. Your vo- vote is your decision to make. You have the responsibility to learn about the candidates yourself. Um, they should make it easy for you by putting their platform on their social media, on their websites, appear at candidates' nights, answer your questions without you having to call them or meet them somewhere. They should be able to just give you that information. You shouldn't have to do the work for them to earn your vote. But And that goes for anybody in any race. Uh, but they, 
the idea is, you know, back in, in, in even five years ago, there would have been an education reporter for the newspaper that was all over this. There would have been, the, I don't even know if they have a local paper in the Freetown Lakeville region anymore, if that's one that got cut back when they started cutting back some of the weeklies. Um, you would have had, certainly we would have had, um, like I said, the education reporter on it at the Standard Times, so we would have had other people on it too uh, because it's it's an important story. Now, uh, Matt Ferreira wrote an article about her uh, a couple weeks ago, but I didn't see him at that meeting last night. I, I don't think that I saw any other media there. They might have been there, and I just didn't realize it, but I didn't see anybody else um, you know, with a notebook, taking photos, interviewing anybody or anything like that. So I, I went there without the intention of writing a story, just getting some information and hearing her platform to be able to discuss it a little bit more. And, and you know, maybe I was going to come on here and say, I said she wasn't a serious person. And, uh, and I take that back because she's put a lot of thought into her platform. And here's what she shared. But I can't go back on what I said because she didn't show up, which makes me think, again, she's not a serious candidate because a serious candidate would have showed up and answered those questions. Uh, but. I was thinking then as the, as it developed that there was a story there to be told, that there was a story to be written uh, based on the two students that stood up and talked about it, the way that one of the students was kind of silenced by the moderator um, because the moderator said that Kayla Churchill wasn't there to defend herself, so they shouldn't be talking about her, but yet this was just stuff that she's put out there on the public record by, by putting it on social media. So... It, you know, just it, it, it had a lot of um, elements to it that I thought would be interesting to people to learn about that weren't there because there was only about 50, 60 people there. Uh, and I thought that, you know, the important parts of the discussion were what they were going to do about the vocational education of students in town. They have some decisions to make there about um, whether they're going to join Old Colony, stick with BP, and then no matter what, they're going to have to help fund future school buildings. There was talk about class size and keeping that under control as the there are more people that are moving into town so there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of discussion about different aspects of education in Freetown Lakeville besides just the school safety issue and that that did come up it was discussed but it certainly wasn't the overall focus of the night and so i thought there was a lot of substance there to be shared and i spoke to the two students that spoke up um, I, got, I got them one-on-one -on -one for, for an interview after, after the meeting, and I went home and sat down with the intention of writing the story. I called in to Marcus and Chris to kind of give them an update, but I, my, my plan was to sit down and write the story. As I started putting it all together and I started writing it, although there was news and information there to be presented, I started to think to myself, well, people might look at this as being a hit piece on Kayla Churchill because it's mentioning that she wasn't there, that she said she would be and she didn't show up, and that people talked about her in her absence. And so I tried to make it so that it would be um, as fair as I could, but it, I just kept coming across feeling like people might say, well, you didn't cover any other candidates' forums. Why did you go to this particular one? You went there intentionally to try to embarrass her. And that's not what I'm trying to do at all. If somebody has a candidacy and they have ideas and they have a, a way to kind of help with this issue, present it. Let us know. And again, we have a lot of folks who are calling in and saying that, you know, she should be uh, commended 
for what she did. We have a lot of folks who are saying that she shouldn't be commended, that she should be charged as she was. So it's obviously a very polarizing topic that sharing those ideas, if they are good ideas, with people would have helped one way or the other. It might, might have had the people who support your, your outlook want to come out and be more vocal and support you. It might have had some of the people who are against you have their minds changed and think, you know what? You know, I don't agree with her tactics of what she did, but she obviously has put a lot of thought into how she thinks this should be addressed. So, you know, she is worthy of consideration for a vote. Doesn't mean I'll vote for her, but I'm going to look at it a little bit more fairly now than I did before. The other prop, but the other part of this is, if you didn't show up to answer those questions, if you haven't shared your platform publicly, do you have one? Do you have a plan? Is this all smoke and mirrors? There are people who are commenting, you know, in the Facebook groups and on social media and saying, well, I met with her. She invited me to meet with her. I called her and she talked to me about it. And uh, okay, but you didn't tell anybody what it was that she thought you just encouraged other people to reach out to her to find out but you didn't offer any substance did you really talk to her also it's a, it's a different story to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody rather than to offer a platform and to offer a plan in a candidate forum where multiple people in the audience might be able to come up with a question about it if you are already meeting, and, and, and I haven't seen anybody who disagrees with her who said they've met with her. Because if you are meeting with somebody who is already of the same mindset of you as you and you talk with them about your plan, it's going to go a little bit differently than somebody that might want to poke holes in that plan and ask questions about that plan. So I don't think this is the best way to get to get it out there. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in on that, you can also send an app chat message via the WBSM app. That's an easy way to get your thoughts over to us uh, in text form. You can also hit that open line button and that will send us a, you can record a video, you can record audio and we can play that on the air. So just keep in mind, and I always say this, if you are new to the discussion, because I know there's a lot of new folks who are tuning in from the Freetown Lakeville School District because of this topic, um, if you are new and you have the download of the WBSM app and you want to utilize it, just I have a general rule of thumb for the app chat messages as well as the open line feature. Just make sure that it's it's something that we can broadcast. Don't use language in your app chat message or in your voicemail that we wouldn't be able to say on the radio. That's all. You you can have any opinion that you want and you can you can talk about any topic that you want, but just keep in mind that it has to be fit for broadcast. I know it's different because you're you're on the internet, you're on the app, you're sending in a text, you think that it's different. I would just because I have a tendency to just read what's on the screen. I'm Ron Burgundy. Whatever you put on the screen, I'm just gonna read it. And if you put a bad word in there, I'm probably going to say it. And then we both get in trouble. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBS. Hi, good morning, Tim. Hello, Shawnee. Anyway, so I just wanted to make a comment, not about that, about the trains that keep derailing. I think that something's going on with that. That's just not happening. What, what, what do you think is going on? 
I think there's, I don't know, there's something going on that's not right. If you notice, there's almost one every week. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of train derailments that happen. I think right now there's just more of a focus on it because we had one that happened that was such a, a horrible disaster that I think there's more focus on it now. But there was one story, one train derailment story that came out um, not long after the one uh, in Ohio, and it turned into, you know, this big deal that people were making out of it. But all it was was the wheels came off the track. And then they just reset the wheels onto the track. There was no nothing tipped over, nothing spilled. But those kind of derailments happen all the time from trains, you know, taking a corner too fast or what have you. And so you're getting a lot of stories like that that are kind of mixing in. So when you see the stats that say, you know, there were 400 train derailments this month, you know, keep in mind that some of them are that. There are also ones to be concerned about, but there's also that happening too. But this last one had a chemical on it. Right. And... um I don't know. You know, somebody could be playing games. I mean, I think that if they thought here's 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 why I think that I'm hoping that the authorities don't think that that's something that's happening is I think that if they did think that it was happening, they would be far more vocal about that. They would be far more vocal about letting the people know that they think that there is um, foul play happening with this because they want people to have confidence in the fact that these trains that are coming through their communities are generally safe. Right. That's why I wouldn't think they would say anything. Oh, no. See, I think that they would if they thought that it was, if they thought that it was somebody um, doing something nefarious, they would want to point that out. And they would want to point that out to, to make the point of, hey, these trains are safe otherwise, but we've got to catch these bad guys that are trying to do something. Oh, all right. Just wanted your intake on that. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I love trains. I think trains are a great way to um, to transport freight to transport goods to transport people uh, and i think it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing that should keep going it should never go away but there has to be safety measures that are in place and i think that there this is proving if anything there needs to be a lot stricter safety measures on trains that are carrying you know dangerous cargo all right i'm still taking the train when it comes from gets here but you said you're not taking the first one right what do you mean the first one you don't want to be on the first train that goes I didn't say that. Oh, I thought I thought we had that conversation. No, I'm I don't not want to be on the first one. I've been, I've been on it before from Middle. Is it Middleborough? Yeah, no, I just don't want to be the one that's there when they're doing all the glad handing and photo ops and all that kind of stuff. No, I just want to be able to ride the train. Yeah, I do too. I'm looking forward to it. Are you? Uh, do you? Do you? Do you have any plans to go somewhere particular in Boston on it, or you're just going to take the ride for taking the ride? Oh no, I like a lot of places in Boston. One of my favorite places to go is the uh, the Museum of Fine Art. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I haven't been there in a few years. I haven't been to the Museum of Science either. I turn into a 9- or 10-year-old kid every time I go to the Museum of Science. I don't like the science one. I like the aquarium. I like the art, uh, but I, I, the, I love the one in New York. I've been to that art museum more than once than that. You, you know, I know you said that you don't like the Museum of Science, but do you know the lightning show that they do there with the, the two big Van de Graaff generators that create the lightning in the room? Have you ever seen that show? It's been so long since I went to it, so I can't remember that. Well, they, they have those Van de Graaff generators. Those used to be at Round Hill in Dartmouth. That's where they were originally were built, and then they were sent to the Museum of Science. Actually, MIT built them. Colonel Green let MIT build them on the property, and then they moved them from Round Hill to the Museum of Science for the lightning show. Yeah, pretty cool little South Coast connection there. Mm, you're very smart, Tim. Okay. I just know a lot of dumb things that are in my head that I don't need to know, but I, I retain them anyway. All right. You have a great day today. You as well. Thank you. All right, 508-996-0500. Yeah, I've written about Round Hill quite a bit. I uh, talked a lot about it in my lectures. It is the...
the big paranormal hotspot for the South Coast. There's been a lot of weird stuff that's happened out at Round Hill, uh, going back to UFO sightings, uh, going back to some of the rumors of it being haunted, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I wrote an article about it a while back, and if you search it, you know, Round Hill Haunting WBSM, you'll find it, and uh, you can read all about all the strange paranormal stuff going on there. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. You can also send an app chat messages if you want to send in a message that way. We'll be right back. Um. Albums of all time, Kick by NXS. If you uh, if you are a fan of NXS and you've never heard that album in its entirety, I recommend it. Um, also, if you've never heard NXS before, I recommend it. What are you What are you waiting for? Uh, of course, they're they're no longer around. Michael Hutchins no longer with us, but all of their music is fantastic. And uh, see, Australia does a lot of things right. In the eighties, they might have sent us a little bit too much Crocodile Dundee, but we can also thank them for NXS. So there's that. Uh, by the way, Crocodile Dundee, I, I read rumors recently that they're thinking about making another one of those movies. So Paul Hogan, still still, uh, still representing Australia, I guess, on the global stage. Uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, also, as I mentioned, uh, tomorrow we'll have Josh Amaral on in the 9 o'clock hour to talk about the comprehensive housing plan. He'll also be on next week on uh, Wednesday on South Coast Tonight and discussing it there as well. And if you missed Mayor Mitchell's appearance on South Coast Tonight last night, you can hear it at, uh, at WBSM.com or on the app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, they had on Billy Sylvia, the New Bedford Fire Union president, to talk about that that horrible, tragic fire uh, that happened on on uh, on Tuesday, and also to you know talk about some other issues that they're facing as well. Again, I swung by there on my way in this morning, and they still have the area blocked off, even though they they demolished the building yesterday. So they're still over there, still combing through the rubble. They're still uh, doing some work over there. So just keep that in mind. At least as of you know quarter of nine, that's still how it was this morning. So we are certainly seeing um, we are certainly seeing more tragic fires, as Mayor Mitchell said. The, he as, as he told us yesterday, the number of fires are down overall because of the efforts of the inspection services going out there and making sure that the alarm systems are working. Because if you remember, there was that fire in 2021, uh, April of 2021. So we're coming up on the uh, the anniversary of it. But that was the fire in which two people were killed. There were smoke detectors that did not work in the building. There was, uh, I believe, fire suppression in the, in the building that didn't work. And there was a blocked stairway that they say kept those men from being able to exit the building. And so, you know, the, the inspectional services have been um, a focus to try to avoid those kind of things from happening. And uh, so, as the mayor said, you know, the fires have been down, but that the severity of them seem to be 
up, including a number of fatal fires. And in, in the story at WBSM.com and on the app about the second victim being discovered, I linked to some of our previous reporting on those other fires so that you can see more of, of the details about those. Uh, I just got an email from Bella. Uh, hi, Tim, for the conversation on the Freetown lady that went to the school to prove that they were not secured because there were parents that had talked to the superintendent about it. Uh, well, she was she was one of them to talk to the superintendent about it. Although there were some improvements made, but not to the extent that he was saying, she did what a lot of people wish they did. Even though I don't agree with breaking the law, if she talked to the kids and telling them that they are not safe, that is not cool. As far as her going to the meeting and discussing what she did say or say that would be would not be advised because she has an open case. As far as the open case, it was only because she exposed the system and they didn't like it. Next topic. I would love to see a police officer in every school. That's it for today. Have a great day. Well, you have a great day too, Bella. Um, but I think, yeah, I think if she was in that forum and she got permission, she had posted on her Facebook page that she got permission to be there and and to be able to serve on the school committee if she gets elected, even as those those charges are pending. So she could have been there to answer the questions. And if somebody brought up something, you know, if somebody had stood up and said, uh, I want to know what were you thinking when you walked into those schools and you walked up to the students and what did you say to the students and all of that? If anybody had asked any of those questions, she easily could have said, I can't comment on the pending case. What I can talk about is what my plan is if I was elected. And and I think that that would be something that uh, would certainly be um, understandable. to pe- I mean, people in the audience might not like it, but I think they would certainly understand the fact that, yeah, you can't comment on an open case. Um, that you, you want to make sure that you don't give away anything or, or speak about anything that you shouldn't. But that doesn't mean that you can't talk about your platform. And if she can go and meet with people one-on-one to talk about her platform or answer phone calls to talk about her platform, she could have gone to a candidate forum and talked about it. It is a disrespect to the people who you are asking for their vote to not show up and answer their questions. And did she did she think that it was not going to be a friendly audience to her? Is that why she didn't want to go? I don't know because I asked her and she saw the message but didn't reply. I, it's not the first time I've been left on red by a candidate. But the only other candidate that's ever left me on red is Rayla Campbell. So, and even, even Rayla Campbell occasionally responded to me with some very flippant Emails calling me Timmy. You don't know me. You're not my grandmother. Don't call me Timmy. But it was, you know, that was the only other candidate that I can think of. Everybody else has at least had the um, professionalism to respond and say, I'd rather make no comment. So if you think that that was going to be a hostile crowd and that concerned you, what do you think is going to happen at the first school committee meeting if you're elected? Who do you think is going to show up in the audience? That was part of the plea that the candidates were making, both candidates that were there, Jennifer Blum and Robert Clark, they were making the plea for more people to show up to school committee meetings because the problem is they're getting a lot of this information secondhand and they're not there seeing firsthand how these issues are being addressed and not just school safety, but all of them. And that goes for any municipality. Here in New Bedford, you're going to be having a search for a new superintendent. Show up at the meetings. Have your voice be heard. Just let people know that you're watching them. You know, we talk about the um, 
the meetings happening and, and decisions happening in darkness and not being made out there in the public, more of the public shows up at those meetings. That puts the onus on more of that discussion to happen in front of you. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. How are you? I think you're just a little bit too far away. I can't hear you. I was over next at to the fire site this morning. Yep. Before sunrise and checking in with the police officers like I did yesterday. Um, at this point, like when I used to be at the Red Cross, we always did like a check-in with each other mm-hmm. because they're humans. Maybe even some of them even knew some of the people from that building and do that check-in and stuff. And, um, I'm I'm losing you a little bit there, Phil. I think we I don't got, understand why I'm in an open area. Yeah, I think we got a bad connection. All right, I'll I'll call back. All right, well I will take a break. How about that? We will uh, go to a break. If you want to call in and chime in, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, and uh, we'll be happy to continue on the discussion with you. And again, it doesn't just have to be about this. There's a lot of other things that are on the table that we've been discussing throughout the course of the morning, including the city's comprehensive housing plan. We'll discuss that more in depth too tomorrow with Josh Amaral. Uh, of course, you can hear the mayor talking about it more in depth with South Coast tonight on the podcast from the first hour last night and also you know i think that there is um there's a lot of conversation that can be had about some of these school committee races in other towns with elections coming up marcus has been featuring those candidates on south coast tonight so you can go back and listen to those if you've missed them dartmouth fairhaven he does a wonderful job and and chris as well when you know chris is working on it with him as well they do a great job of getting candidates in the races that this might be the only chance that you have to talk to them. You know, some some of the towns don't even have somebody like the Lakeville Lions Club that will step forward, or was it the Freetown Lions? It was a Lions Club either way. They don't always have, you know, Lions Clubs and Rotary Clubs and others that will step forward and sponsor these kind of candidate nights and put them on. So some cases, this might be the only chance you have to talk to somebody. Uh, let me see if this is just Phil calling back. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, can I um, can I wait in for Chris? I mean, for Tim. I'm sorry. Yes, sure. You're on the air. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So last night, um, Mayor Mitchell was on um, South Coast tonight, mm-hmm. and he he said, um, so we're looking into getting um, low income housing done, but the problem is you can't concentrate a lot of low income families in one area which we all know low-income housings are, I mean, low-income people are disproportionately black and brown, in one area because the problems that they bring will follow. Now, if anybody else had ever said that, they would have ripped them to shreds. Marcus would have ripped them to shreds. That means, like, they're talking gangs and guns and violence and crime and prostitution and drugs, and they just said that. Like, if you put, if you concentrate too many poor black and brown people in one area... That's what you get. Well, I, and nothing, I, yeah, nothing I was said. I didn't hear the direct comment, so I can't I can't uh, comment on what he said. But in terms of that that idea, the only thing that I can think of is if you're talking about you know having low income housing, you might be talking about people that don't um, take pride in their property, people that don't take pride in, in 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 the neighborhood. That's the only thing that I can think of. But again, I didn't hear it, so I can't judge it. Yeah, I, I mean, just I think it, I think it would be un. We, uncharacteristic of Mayor Mitchell to have made a, a statement like that intending well, black and brown people. I mean, I, and I think, I, I think, and this, 
and you couldn't call in because they weren't having calls at the time for me. I'm Mitchell, so, um, and by the time he was off, I wasn't in my car anymore listening. So, you know, I mean, it's happened before when the, the new sheriff's been running, you can't take phone calls. There's a lot of questions you want to ask, and I think, like, it's, it's incumbent on, on the host because I think if somebody else had called in and said that, like, hey, listen, we can't have a bunch of poor black and brown people in one area of the city. That's going to make a mess. Like, Marcus would be all over that person. But the mayor just says it, and it's like the problems that, that follow those people will arise. That's what they, those people, that's what he said. So, I mean, that, I know he's, you know, I know he's like left leaning and democratic, but I can't even believe he said that. Yeah, I mean, if, I'm sure Marcus or Chris are probably listening if they want to, you know, text yeah. me if they have any more insight gonna, into yeah, that. I was going to call him last night, like I said, but by the time um, the mayor was off, I was, um, and I've called Marcus before, so... You I mean, I, I, I know that the ideal plan for housing is that you want to have, you know, if you're going to have, um, uh, you know, the 40B housing that has to be included with this, which is, uh, you know, uh, affordable housing and also some subsidized housing. Like, if you want to have that, you want to have it be a mixture with um, right. market and, rate and housing. I, get, I totally get that, but I just, the comment that seemed to come out of that was when you have a high concentration of you know, poverty-stricken people, which, like I said, you know, disproportionately black and brown people, um, you, the problems that arise with that are going to follow. And I just I just was surprised that nobody said, well, what problems are you talking about? Like if you said, well, yeah, sometimes people like that don't, don't, but even that, I mean, talking like those, sometimes people like that, you can't even say that anymore. So, like, what are you going to say? Sometimes they don't take care of their property. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of poor people that do take care of their property. I don't know. I just yeah, thought, I it know. Was a, thought it was an odd thing to say, and I would have liked the, the mayor to clarify it. It's just I couldn't get in while he was on because they weren't taking phone calls. So yeah, well, I just we'll, thought I'd call it in. We'll see what we can find out. Thank you for the call. Okay. Thank you. Have a good Bye-bye. day. And uh, let's um, let's quickly take another phone call here before I got to go to a break. You're next on WBSM. Hi, I listened to that program last night, and I, I you know, I, I can't speak for the mayor, but I think what he was trying to say was we need more of a regional approach. Okay, and that a lot of the uh, surrounding towns uh, don't have a lot of the lower income people, whether they be black, brown, or white, there, and even uh, the. Um, uh, mayor of Boston was, has said this is a regional problem and we've got to handle it more that way. I think a lot of surrounding towns don't have uh, large poor populations. A lot of their uh, public housing, I think he mentioned, was uh, uh, elderly, okay? And I, I, I think he was trying to point out that's okay, not, yeah. and that's that, not, that, that's not right. Yeah, that that's makes sense. Right. That's that's a lot of what he was saying with me yeah. uh, in the morning yeah. yesterday that, yeah. you know, there needs to be more of the 40B housing in the communities that yeah. are supposed to have it yeah. that don't have it. I think that's what it was in line with. So whether you're, you know, black, brown or white and you're poor, I think what he's trying to say is there has to be a more regional approach where, you know, they don't go to one city, one town, one area. Uh, if I can speak for the mayor, I don't know, but that's what I heard, Okay. Coming out, and I know it's very delicate to talk about, and I, I understand how that lady uh, feels. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what he, and, and I think that's going to be the approach of the governor too. I think she's mentioned something about that. That is, this, this is a you know a regional problem, not the city of Boston's problem, whether they have mass casts or you know, um, or, or whatever, whatever, whatever city problem. Uh, I think he's looking, and she's looking for 
uh, more of the surrounding towns. You mentioned that this was Greater New Bedford, and I think you said Greater New Bedford goes all the way down to uh, Marion and uh, and Mattapoisett and everything. Sure, yeah. Where, again, you don't see uh, um, many people who, uh, uh, you know, have have little money, that sort of thing. But I don't think he was making it a racial issue. Maybe it came out that way uh, to that lady, uh, but I, I think in context, that's what he was trying to say. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Okay. I, I hope I, I, I explained his, <laughs> his thought process because I'm not the mayor, but I, I think that's what I heard. I'm yeah, not. no, it makes sense because it aligns with what he was saying on, on my show, so yeah, that, that yeah, makes total sense yeah. to me. Okay. All right. Thank All right, you. Tim. Have a good day. And uh, we do have to take a break. We'll have room for some more calls, 508-996-0500, or hit me up on AppChat on the WBSM app. And, you know, I say a lot of the times, you know, when I'm hanging up the phone with somebody or leaving, I'll say bye-bye. And people say, you're an, you're an adult. Why do, you, why do you say bye-bye? Why don't you just say bye or goodbye? And I say, what are you talking about? I never say bye-bye because then I get to quote that song. Anyway, modern love, of course, but if you want to have some modern look to your home, maybe some modern windows, maybe some modern kitchen or bathroom, well, you can call Precision Window and Kitchen because they can take care of all of that for you. They can give you, and it doesn't have to be a modern look. Maybe you want something that looks a little bit more rustic. Maybe you want something that fits into the time period of whenever your home might have been built. Whatever it may be, Precision Window and Kitchen can do it all for you. They can replace every window in your home. They can replace one tiny pane of glass in a window. Anything in between. Whatever you need, they can do it all. They can also replace uh, some of your doors if they need. If you need a new entry door, maybe you need some new weatherproofing around that door. Uh, Maybe your screens are ripped. Maybe you want to have those replaced in time for the nice weather that's coming our way. Maybe you want to have a screen door put on. Oh, my gosh. I tried to do that once by myself. It was such a hassle, and it never hung right No matter what I did, I should have called Precision Window and Kitchen right from the beginning. They would have came and they would have gotten it done correctly, and they would have done it so that it would last. They've been doing it for over 35 years, so why not reach out to them? They're the best around. Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. Visit them online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's precisionwindowandkitchen.com, or you can stop by their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue, although it might be a little bit tough getting down there right now with with it all uh, shut down due to that fire, but... You can go into the showroom. You can see some of the great quality products that they use. But you can also see that all again at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. We'll take our final break of the morning and be back right after. Welcome back in. Let's finish things off with this phone call. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. What's up? What's going on? Can you hear me? Yep. Got about two minutes. What's on your mind? All right, cool. Hey, did you work 
for um, Town Square Median was Regent Communications? Uh, no, I've I've been here as long as I've been on the payroll here. It's been Town Square Media. I was doing a show here way back when it was like Citadel and all that other stuff. I don't think no, I don't think don't. it was Regent when I think they owned us after they'd become Town Square Media. Town Square Media only formed like twenty thirty years ago, I think, and now they own almost ten radio stations in Massachusetts alone. Yep, they have a couple here and some out in the Berkshires. And. Levin and O'Reilly being on for almost a half an hour in that three-hour period, I wish that choice would would, would go away. You, that, know, you don't like Levin and, and O'Reilly? That's Town Square Media deals that they both signed. Nope, that's uh, that's something that we look at at the local level with trying to be able to bring in syndicated programming. There's you know there's there's limited options of what's actually out there that we can we can have but access O'Reilly to. O'Reilly signed a deal with Town Square Media, and I'm sure Levin had to too, and that's why they're on. No, I mean it's not forced upon us. We we made that choice locally to carry those programs. We, but Bill O'Reilly signed the deal specifically with Town Square Media. Yeah, but it doesn't mean we have to run it. It just means that he can be on the Town Square stations that want to run them. I think there are a lot of decisions that are made way above your head, Tim. You have to understand that. Well, I think I know a little bit more about how my company works than you do. Over your head. Yeah, I think I know a little bit more about how it works here than you do. Because you get paid there, so. But there are things that go away above your head, true. When you're working for a town square media that owns radio stations all across the, the USA. I, I, don't, I don't get what your, what your accusation here is. I got 10 seconds. I'm just saying that town square media is a corporate-owned radio bundle, and WBSM is part of it. Oh, surprise. I didn't realize that. Thanks for the, thanks for the information. I got to let you go, though, because I'm up. I'm up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.